This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this podcast is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. Empower Your Reality is a company that I founded that is going to be transforming the world. Um, it's a conscious-based online school, and we also offer one-on-one coaching, group coaching, multiple online classes, online retreats, in-person, eventually it's going to be coming out. Um, we also have a line of books that we do. Right now, they're only being written by me, but eventually we're going to be adding other people onto the publishing site so that we will be publishing their books, and we look for specific authors to help us on our journey as we go through this. You can find out more information and follow us on at empoweryourreality.com where you can get copies of a book uh, first few chapters for free and so much more so go check that out at empoweryourreality.com thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show 
What up, guys? Dr. Vic here and excited to be here to share with you another amazing episode recording that we did. Um, I had a blast on this. This is actually someone I've gotten to know now for about a year and a half. And to see her growth and to see her transformation and to see her gifts just blossom into fruitation, it's been absolutely amazing. And I knew I had to get her on the show. I've been kept telling her for about six months, let me get you on, let me get you on, let me get you on. And eventually we're like, we just got to do this. And that was the end of that. So to share, I have the, the, the pleasure of sharing a wonderful space with Angelica Grace. Now with Angelica, she has always known that she had a gift for helping others transform themselves and guiding them towards their most authentic self. When she began to deepen her connection with spirit and her angel guides, she realized her mediumship and psychic abilities were also strengthening. She had a strong connection to the angel angelic realms and knows the importance of connecting with loved ones. She knew by deepening this part of herself, she would be able to help others through dark times in their lives. As she's gone through deep soulful healing, when going through the healing process, as she continues to, she knew that helping share this wisdom and helping others is her life work. Angelica can help you to gain clarity on getting through the darkness, giving you new clear insight into yourselves and connecting with you with you connecting with you with the ones you love and their important messages to you. She's the author of Graceful, A Soul's Journey, which can give you more insight into her own self-transformation from the dark to the light. Angelica has dedicated her life to helping all those who need the extra support while on their own soul transformational path. So I'm not going to take any more thunder away from her. I'm excited to introduce to you guys. Here is Angelica Grace. Well, Angelica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Doc. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I know you're up to some amazing things. I've been saying for quite some time, got to get you on the podcast, get you on the podcast. And eventually I was just like, we got to do this. It's too much talking. Let's make this happen. Yeah, I'm glad it finally lined up. So, um, as always, I know you're up to amazing things. We're going to get into a lot of this stuff, but uh, one of the things I always like to dive in quick and just, you know, here is your story. How did you, for the listeners, how did you uh, get into what you're doing? How did uh, life kind of nudge you and guide you in that way? Or was it that straight, narrow line? Um, If you don't mind sharing for us. Yeah, of course. Um, It's interesting when you say the straight line because it is anything but that. And I think sometimes, you know, we have a feeling that things are changing or that we want things to change, but we really are sometimes forced into making those changes. And I think that that is what had happened with me. I was searching for so much more out of life. I knew that I had this power within me. I just didn't know what it was, how to tap into it, what it looked like. Um, And it wasn't until really I had some life events that sort of unfolded where I was really kind of stripped of everything that I had used to create my life. I was really living my life from my ego standpoint, and I had filled it with things that did not fill me up at all. It was like the more that I was bringing into my life, the emptier that I felt. And I kept looking and reflecting back and I, and I kept saying to myself, like, what am I missing? There's something huge that I'm missing within myself. Um, but it was there the whole time. It was just covered up by all these different um, parts of myself that I wasn't willing to accept that I was too scared to look at. So as the universe always does, um, 
it sort of pushed me in this direction of like rediscovering my self-love, rediscovering um, who I am and really peeling back each layer. So there was a point in time where I kind of lost everything. I um, was going through a divorce. I lost my house. I think I had like $400 to my name. Uh, I had to sell a lot of my things. Um, I lost a lot of friends, family members, connections, things like that. But what I was realizing was these were things that were, they were just not serving me in a way that was helping me grow. And I love and appreciate every stage that I was in, everybody that kind of came into my life, everyone that still comes into my life, even when it's those uh, heartbreaking relationships or experiences, I, I deeply feel that with those experiences and the shift in perspective, they're really nudging you and helping you discover who you are. And I think that that's what was happening with me. I really was tapping back into who I am at my core versus what I thought I was outside. So it was really interesting how everything happened. It's fascinating how that happens, right? And it's funny, the story keeps coming up and I've been talking a little bit more about this with people I've been interviewing is that when you're younger, you you create these survival mechanisms, right? And it, 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 we all go through them in our different ways. I know you have yours that you create, I've had mine. And then there comes a point in life where you're kind of like, why do I need this anymore? Like, what's the point of having this? I don't, that's not my life anymore, right? And you get to a certain point where it's like you get emptier and emptier and emptier because it's not really, you're more stuck in that fear state, right? The ego's like, hey, we got to keep you comfortable, as you're saying. And then there comes a point in your life where all of a sudden you're like, enough's enough. Why do I need this? I, and it's inner, some people call it inner child works. So, you know, there's a lot of different things to this name. There's a lot of names out there for this. But it's one of the things where you finally realize, like, I don't need to worry about surviving anymore. Now it's time. That's all in the past. And now it's time to, how do I grow and expand? Would you, would you agree that's kind of how it's been for you? Yeah. It's so it's interesting you say that because I, what keeps coming up lately is it's not necessarily about like, you know, the, the exact choice you make, you know, if you're turning right or left or, you know, you're going up or down or whatever it is, it's the energy and the mindset behind why you're choosing to do what you're doing. So I was making all these choices, these life decisions and, and, making it like you're saying, I, I was living in this survival mode, you know, from, uh, from traumatic events from when I was younger that I was really kind of building my life off of. So me living in fear and me kind of grasping at what I thought I needed was just bringing in more fear. So I think like you're saying, and it, it started when you and I started working together. I mean, talk about like massive shift. Um, but it was me really tapping into, what I actually wanted. And I had never asked myself that before in my life. I never knew that was an option. So once I started looking inward and I was like, wait a second, I can, I can like tap into love. I can choose love and I can make decisions from that space. And that's where that shift kind of came in, where I was stepping out of the survival and into my power, which was huge. Love that. And when you do now, when you first made that choice, just so listeners can hear, because a lot of times I know I've gone down that path where when you're finally realizing this and you see this and then you make the choice to switch over and say, well, now I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do something totally different. What emotions arise when you do that? Uh, every emotion you could possibly imagine. Wow. Um, that's a really good question. Of course, at first, it's this, it, 
it's interesting. It's this push pull. That's how I keep kind of describing it. It's this push pull where it's this old self and this new self kind of emerging. So it's this old ego, you know, subconscious repeating beliefs, these limiting beliefs, this behavior of, you know, that lower vibration, fear, shame, regret, you know, what if something else doesn't come in? What if this doesn't work? What if, you know, nobody shows up? What if, what if? And then there's this like push pull where then you're like, well, hang on a second. If I don't step into this and I don't try, I'm never going to know. And as long as you, um, sort of tap into, um, that loving part, you know, I, I was kind of saying this earlier was the love started to outweigh the fear within my life. So it was almost, I was choosing to feel that love within myself over the fear that I had been feeling for so long. So there's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of spiritual growth and soulful growth and, and mind, body, spirit, um, that, that kind of goes into it, but you really have to consciously choose to listen to the love versus the fear. It's so true. It's, it's like uh, a lot of the mystics or the gurus, some people will call them those names, but it's like, they always say, choose love or choose fear or choose love. And that's really all you have mm-hmm. and all that. Now, when you made that choice, was your mind like just racing like crazy with thoughts? I mean, you talk about the push pull. I love that because I call it the battleground. Um, you know that I, I, I don't know if I talk about that in, in my chiropractic realm. I always call it the patients go through a point in care where they start to go through the battle. And what it is, is you're like, new wiring of the brain going here here's the old wiring pulling you back and it's like you go back and forth and eventually we break through and it that's a neurological principle and it's really cool because it's a life principle too right yeah how much was the mind or was the mind racing for you was it um a lot of inner critics a lot of inner stuff was there's a lot of that going on when you made that choice Uh, Yes, 100%. I'm pretty sure that, you know, and this is the beauty of like having a strong support system around you, but, but uh, creating like a very mindful, loving support system. So, you know, like having you as a coach, I'm pretty sure I was, you know, inboxing you and I'm like, this, I can't do this. This is crazy. I cannot, this is, and it, and it was like, okay, hold on a second. Let's take a breath. Let's bring it back to why you're doing what you're doing. Let's look at how far you've come. Let's really ground. I think a lot of the time I really had to ground my energy and really ground mind, body, spirit, because it's very easy to get lost in the emotions and in the feelings. Um, so I think that the most important thing I can say and that I did throughout that, that time period was really ground. I did a lot of inner, inner reflecting. So really um, unraveling those stories that I was telling myself trying to understand why the fear was coming up, where it was coming from, and and really trying to be conscious about making the decision to not listen to it. So it is definitely, um, you know, one other thing too, is when, when you're going through this transformation and you're really sort of peeling back these layers, you're really releasing a lot of the old self. So a lot of this old energy, a lot of these old belief systems, and you're kind of left with some empty space and I think that's where that push-pull comes into because then you have this space and, and you don't really know what to do with it because you haven't felt that in so long within yourself. And, and you really come to a point, that breakthrough point where you're like, hang on a second, I can create what I want to create. And then you realize you can fill it with consciously with love and, and with what is really meaningful to you. So there is that, that, that space, I know, right where you're talking about, um, that you really do have to trust and really... Um, 
trust who you are and, and spirit and you, the universe and everything to really step into that power. It's so true because I mean, the mind, the ego, um, as much as it wants to make you stay comfortable and it's a good reason. I mean, I, I talk about this about a lot. Everyone wants to bash the ego, right? And it's like, no, the ego's there for a reason. We need ego. Now you don't want it to run your life, but you want it to be there. Cause it's, you're like, Hey, just ch- it's like a second eye for you. Um, spouses and partners do that really well. I mean, a lot of times there's arguments in relationships and they'll be like telling you something and you're like, I already know this. But in reality, if you take a step back or like you're driving to say, watch out for that. I'm, I got that. I see that. It's fine. Right. And you get a little annoyed, but really it's just another eye. Just, Hey, just take a peek at that. Make sure feel that out. See how, what, what you feel there. Um, now you got into mediumship and I want to dive a little bit into this. Um, when you, did you always have these feelings um, um, of, of, of intuition or, you know, the, what, what, you know, first I'll start with what kind of, well, what kind of things you had as a kid, what kind of gifts are, I don't like using the word gift uh, because we all have something, but it, I, I'll go with gifts. It, it, that's the easiest I could say. So what kind of gifts did you, did you notice some things as a child and then you kind of like repress those um, as you got older or did you always stay in tune with them? Yeah, this is actually a really beautiful story that just recently sort of unfolded. So I'm happy that you're bringing this up. What had happened when I was younger, when I knew that I had, and you're right, I don't want to say gifts because it, you know, we all have that doesn't make anyone more special than the other. You know, we're all, we're all connected. We're all the same. I'm just, I have just chosen as part of my soul's purpose to tap more into this space. So when I was younger and I was going through this, you know, abuse that I had gone through, I remember being, it was roughly the age seven where I remember really seeing things and it was, it it was almost seeing more of energy where I just kind of knew something was there. And as a young child, it scared me because I didn't really know what to do with it. And I had, you know, experienced this trauma and what really happened after that was, as we were talking about, it's this fight or flight, it's this survival. You know, I really lost a large part of who I was and it took a long time. You know, I'm grateful for it because it helped me rediscover who I am and and really strengthen the love within myself. But I really turned my back on God, on the universe, whatever we want to call it, you know, archangels, uh, ascended masters, everyone. And what I realized is as this was unfolding and the more that I was unfolding this abuse and, and really confronting these people and confronting myself and loving myself, I realized they never went anywhere. I had just turned my back. So it's like I grew up, you know, Catholic and, and there's Jesus and Mother Mary and, and angels and all these things. And I was choosing to not allow that energy into my life. And it was a coping mechanism. I didn't know any better. So for a very long time, I was not picking up on energies. I was more scared of it. I suppressed it. I remember even opening up about it to, I think it was my mom. And and she was like, this is crazy. You know, you don't see anything. And I'm like, okay, I don't. But then I would know things. And the older I was getting, and after she had passed away, I was really diving into Buddhism and I was really like discovering spirituality and, and different ways of looking at life. And once I started doing that, that's when everything started to open back up. It was like, I was opening up Pandora's box and I was like, well, wait a minute, this is possible. This is what is happening. And I think especially recently when I really started to 
you know, you talked about inner child work and, and I was working through a lot of this abuse throughout my life and, and writing the book and, and doing all this really deep healing. Uh, that's when I was, you know, I was healing myself and I was loving myself more, but because I was doing that, I was loving spirit more and that allowed space for them to come in. So all I really was doing was clearing out the old, opening up the new. And again, it, it opened up this beautiful space for me to, to then understand my gifts and really step into the psychic mediumship. So I love that. I love the story too, because it's very similar. Like it's somewhere around for me, it was 12 years old when I shut mine off. Um, same thing. You can feel energies, you know, they're there. I didn't know how to handle them at night. They used to come out. I had these energies that would, like mess with me. Um, and I just didn't know what to do. I knew they were there. I could see it in my head, something. And then, then I look and there's nothing there, but I'm like, no, no, there's something there. I'm feeling something. And then, you know, as I try to talk to family and, you know, talk to friends and they're like, what are you talking about? Or if I talk to them, like, I, I can feel like you got this going on. I can sense this emotion. You got this happening. And they're like, uh, no, I'm good. There's nothing there. And then after, and, and then I started, the, you know, later on in life, you look back and you're like, you were reading them. You knew, you yes. saw what they had going on. They just didn't want to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, and so it's one of those things that when it comes to that process, then is it more of just like a surrender? Like it's a trusting process in yourself to just be like, all right, this is, this is what I have. I'm going to work on this gift and I'm going to start to expand it more. Um, how, how does that all work? Yeah, what was happening was I was really diving into deep meditations. And, and while I was doing this, I was realizing that there was spirit coming through. So I would have loving messages for like good friends of mine from their moms that had passed on. Um, and the more that I was leaning into that, the more that I was understanding that, you know, I went through different courses and I had worked with another mentor who is a psychic medium. And it sort of helped me understand language with spirit. And the more that I'm going down this road, I realize that we all have these abilities. And I think of it as like a fingerprint or like a, a snowflake. Like it's everyone has their own imprint and their own language with spirit, how they communicate. And, you know, as I said before, I, I was really just choosing to open up, create the space. When I began to give these loving messages to people, you know, I had lost my mom. It's been about uh, 11 years, 10 and a half, 11 years. So when other moms and, and mothers were coming to me to give these loving messages, I, I was thinking in my mind, like, I would have loved to have had this after my mom had passed away. So it was like, how can I not, you know, continue to develop this spirituality and this, this gift and not give these healing and loving messages to others. So I think it really started to become clear to me that the path that I was on, I was knew it, I knew it was coming to an end. I knew that there was something more and something bigger. And, uh, this just kind of, it came front and center. And I really had to trust that that was where I wanted to go. And it's been really beautiful. It's been very fulfilling and it's helped me really create a life that feels very wholesome to me, which is important. I love that. And you, you know, just give yourself credit too, because you jumped in, you didn't like <laughs> hold it off. You didn't say, oh, I'm going to think about it or procrastinate. You were just like, Nope, this is my vision. This is what I'm doing. Let's get, I'm doing it. That's it. How do we do the work to get there? You know? And so it's been that that's, uh, you know, give self some credit on that one. Cause that's huge. Not a lot of people do that. A lot of times people talk about ideas and then they let them 
ling on for a while and then maybe they'll come back three to five years later or maybe they don't ever get back to it um you know and, and so when it when it comes to mediumship and so forth i know and just for the listeners i want to have them understand a little bit about this too like i know messages and things come differently to in deep, each individual and um you know like for me it's like more of like a smack in the head and it comes when i least expect it and i'm just like Oh, that's what you were talking about. Cool. And they like to joke with me a lot. Um, you know, for you, is it a listening? Is it a seeing? Is it a, a feeling? Is it all the above? How do you feel the energy when it's coming to you? Sure. So I think it does change and shift. I don't want to say day to day, but the more that you strengthen and what I was realizing is the more readings I'm doing and the more that I'm really stepping into this, different clairs, you know, clairaudience, clairsentience, uh, different ways that I'm feeling spirit really shifts and changes. So when it began, I was really feeling a lot of energy. I would just know something was there and I would also see it through my third eye. So seeing it also helped me understand sort of who was coming through. I was able to describe, you know, the loved ones. I was able to describe if it was, you know, angels or whatever it may be. So I would say, it does shift and change, but it's, it definitely started with a knowing, then I was seeing, then I was hearing. Um, and, and my goal basically, you know, as I was saying, even before we got on this, this discussion was I, I am just the mouthpiece. So I'm like, I, I choose to stay in alignment and I choose to do the work and what I need to, to really stay clear and in a loving vibration, because by doing so it's like a clear pathway Think of it as just like flowing downstream. The clearer I am, the clearer spirit comes through and the more clear the messages I can give to others. And as I said before, that was really beginning to outweigh the fear of, you know, not wanting to share this. So I would say, um, you know, spirit comes in the most unexpected ways sometimes. So it can be speaking through other people, you know, as we're talking right now and, um, I would say for myself, it would be mostly feeling, seeing, and hearing. That's awesome. Now, real quick, why would someone, you know, say they would, is it going to a medium, mediumship, psychic medium, correct? correct. So I want to make sure I have the title correct. Um, would it be, is it, is there anyone? Is it because of a past loved one? Why, what are the things that medium, psychic mediums can, or what you do can offer someone? Yeah. I always compare this as well. Like same thing with like working with a shaman or other energy healers doing, you know, Reiki or working with a coach or mentor or whatever it may be. I really do feel that the messages, like you'll feel nudged knowing that this is where you kind of need to be. Like you'll feel that gentle pull of like, you know, I've never thought about, you know, seeking out a psychic medium or looking into energy work or working with a coach. But then spirit will keep nudging you and nudging you and nudging you. And it'll kind of come in like a neon sign. So what I've noticed with myself, with what I offer, because as I said, you know, psychic mediums and light workers and, and energy healers really have their own, you know, fingerprint on it, how, how, what they serve and what they give to others. So I'm noticing for myself, I work a lot with women who have experienced trauma women who have lost loved ones, mothers in particular, um, a lot of women who are either trying to, you know, conceive and, and have 
you know, babies or doing some deep healing work. So, you know, as I've said before is, you know, I can only help people as far as I've been helped, which is why I continue to heal and, and kind of peel back the masks that I was wearing. The more that I do this, the more I can help other people. So I think if you're looking for a psychic medium, I would say really listen and feel the pull towards what feels right to you. Your, your soul knows what it needs. It's just kind of silencing the mind and kind of letting yourself be drawn towards it. So um, I think that working with a psychic medium can be really beautiful because it's not necessarily giving you the yes or no answers. It's giving you tools to help you decide which answer you want to take, what pathway you want to take. That's how I view it for myself. I'm not there to give you, you know, the yes or no answer. I'm just here to guide you towards you making the most loving choice that you can possibly make for yourself. I love that. And then you can also bring in too, like if somebody wants, let's say, do you do work where you connect to like someone's higher self or connecting to archangels or ascended masters and, and getting like, because um, I know spirit will never give information um, that is going to interfere with your path. But, um, but those things you also can do so forth. Yes. What I also, I have noticed is I work very closely with the angelic realm I did not know this beginning uh, with when my gifts were, you know, kind of coming to fruition. But what I realized is, especially with doing the Reiki that I do and the readings that I, that I typically, um, the pathway that they usually have me use is I start with angelic readings. So sometimes that is with an archangel. Sometimes that is with an ascended master. Sometimes that's just with that person's spirit guide. So I know that I love to give reassurance and loving messages and guidance. And typically that is through, you know, as I said before, my intention going into every reading is to just give whatever loving messages to them that they cannot hear for themselves. So typically I'll just call in whichever guardian angel is working with them at that phase in their life, whoever's really helping them lead the pathway and, and I'll get messages from them. So I love to work with guardian angels and I love to work with the archangels because it's just this, it's like a warm blanket on like a cool day. You know, it's like that, that wholesome loving energy that, um, that can just really change your life. So I, I always love to work with that. And, and I, again, I, I am just the mouthpiece. So I just open it up to whichever spirit of the highest truth that needs to come through to help the individual that I'm speaking with. I love that. And is that maybe why, or one of the many reasons why your name is Angelica? <laughs> I've heard that before. Yes. Angelica Grace. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. have heard that. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, it's funny. Sometimes they say, this is why like, I'm very particular about choosing a name when I have kids, because I'm all about like, I know this is going to somehow shift their, play a role in their, their, uh, their fate or destiny. Some people say, Oh, it's just a name. And I'm like, I don't know. I know my name's Victor and that means conqueror and victorious and a winner. And no matter what happens, uh, you know, I'm always in my head. I was like, I'm going to be a victor. I'm going to be a victor. I'm always going to break through no matter what shows up in life. And that I learned that at what, seventh, sixth, seventh grade when we, they gave us like our meaning of our name, we had a oh, sixth grade and they gave us this little card and it said Victor and it said conqueror and a winner and this. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I am. Cause I didn't have self-worth. So I looked outside to get it. Um, <laughs> right. So it's one of those things, but yes, the angelic realms, I was, when you were saying the angelic realms, I'm like, Oh, I have to ask that question. 
Well, you know, our, like you're saying, our names carry their own, its own particular vibration. It is like our fingerprint in the universe. So it makes sense as to, you know, when I am tapping into someone's energy, I work with their name given at birth. So it's funny that you're saying that because that's how I can read their energy. So, yeah. So cool. I mean, do you ever get into numerology at all? I do. I have a little bit. And that is also fascinating. You go down that pathway. When you go that, because like, I know even like celebrities will change their name. And I don't think you can manipulate this, but that, right. you know, again, who knows? Um, I, but they will change their name. So it hits a certain number that they want that lines up with numerology to mean something. If it's not aligned in that way. That's so interesting. Crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are things that, you know, when, when you, let's see, I'm trying to think if we covered the topic I wanted to make sure we, we talked about was like trusting. Uh, I'm trying to read. I don't have my glasses on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, standing in your power as you do this work and you dive deeper into it, how much has this been helping you truly, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? We talked about the old life, new knife, you know, breaking out into a new pattern, but like, returning back because I really believe life is a journey where you get you come into this world you know who you are you you know the essence you know your soul you're still connected to the other side and there that eventually diminishes down and then you get lost and then you go through a period of loss some people never make it back some people do and they remember who they are. And I really believe life is all just a journey remembering the real essence of who you are. Um, how much in your, with this work, has that been really helping you stand in your power and remember the, the real essence, not the angelica grace, but the, I've heard spirits say we do have a name for our souls. I, I'm like, what's mine? And they don't give it to me. I'm like, I want to know. It's got to be, got to be something cool. I mean, you know, maybe something more, you know, I don't know. Um, but it, what, what is that, you know, how has that journey been for you? Yeah, th- this is reminding me of my book. And I was actually just reading some of it before we kind of came on here because even thinking back to when I was writing this book, I was such a different person than I am now. But I think part of my vision and my life's purpose is to help people rediscover who they are and their love and and the importance of that. I think that going down this road of, you know, rediscovering, it can be very, what's the word? Um, Up and down. And when we bring it back to the trust within ourselves, there came a point where I remember just surrendering. It was one of those days. It was, it was, you know, dark night of the soul. I felt empty. I didn't know what I was doing. It was, it really had tested everything that I had thought was true within my life. And I remember surrendering to spirit. And I was like, whatever you are trying to show me, like, let me see it just let me know what it is because what I was doing is, is I was grasping so hard at hanging on to this old belief system, like holding on to this abuse and holding on to this shame that I had carried around for so long. It was like, I always, I I always think of it as I was climbing up a mountain with a backpack full of bricks in the snow with no boots on just barefoot. And it was like the quote I always say is, if you're walking through hell, why would you stop? So I just kept thinking like, I have to keep going. Wherever there is dark light has to immediately come right after it. And I just had to really power through and trust 
the more that I was trusting myself, the more I was trusting spirit, the more I trusted spirit, the more I was trusting myself. So I really had to lean into, um, gosh, the vision, the pathway, the love, the meaning behind the importance of rediscovering who I am. Because as I said before, the love began to outweigh the fear and I did not want to go back into the fear. So I really had to step into, well, let's say I, they're giving me the message of like them shoving me through like a really tight door. Like they were like pushing me through the door. Cause it's like, they know that you're ready They you know, you can make it, but really getting past that subconscious mind can be very challenging at times. So I would say, uh, as I continue to rediscover who I am, because this is a lifelong journey, this is just one of the phases that I'm in. There's no way that I would go back because even through the darkness and even through, you know, the depths of, you know, the scariest things you could ever possibly imagine what's on the other side is so much more vibrant and so much more powerful that there's no way I would ever go back. So I, I recommend it to everyone, whoever is ready to take their journey. It's so true. I mean, you know, it's that it's like the, when you hold on to fear, I mean, there's so much energy you have to put into that to hold right? But if you just, you know, when you dive into it and you sit with it and you work through it, I mean, it's the other side is just, I mean, like you said, pure light, but it's, it's, it's it's so much better. And then once you get used to doing that, then you, like they always say, the the best way to mastery and success is, and success is not financially, it could be anything you determine to be successful, but they always say that, you know, the more you can get comfortable being uncomfortable, the more successful and more growth you'll have in your life. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And even, I just wanted to bring up, even working with, you know, shaman, with uh, shaman working through this, it, it, it helped me understand the dark parts within myself because doing that alone can seem like, you know, taking on too much. It can seem really overwhelming and really scary. So I think really working with a shaman and, and working with a coach. And again, like I said, that strong support system um, can help shed light on it. It, it almost helps you understand why it's happening. And it almost puts you at ease knowing that you are going to get through it. There's no way that you're not going to. It's just finding the strength within yourself to keep pushing. So I highly recommend that as well. No, so true. I mean, I remember growing up, I I didn't have coaches. I didn't have mentors really, or the mentors I thought were mentors weren't probably where I wanted to go in life. And there came a point in my life where I was just like, okay, I don't really have people who are outside the realm of where I want to go to. I know some people, but I don't have it. And then eventually I went and jumped on and said, okay, I'm hiring a coach and they're going to help me. I'm going to learn their life. I'm going to learn how they do things. I'm going to learn their methods. And then, you know, and I've had coaches ever since. And and then I looked at energy healers and shamans like you have and all these other things because I knew that, well, I didn't have, you know, people in my life who were like that. So I was like, you know what? I'll have to go find them myself. There's no excuse, right? Absolutely. In the beginning, I used to look for books and I would read people's books. And once I liked somebody's book, I would read all their books, see what they had, and I would study them. And it was one of those things that will, for the listeners, is why I'm sharing all this. It, it allows you to get that massive growth. And it also doesn't allow you to have an excuse, especially in this day and age. I agree. And I think one thing that helped me really push through, there's the book, um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, which is like probably the best book ever, one of the best books ever really written. It's just incredible. And I remember as I was going through all this, I think I was going through my divorce at this time. And I, you know, had a couple, couple dollars and I was going and sitting in Starbucks and I was writing book reports on Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. And I was studying the content and I was 
writing like my own version and own under, you know, understanding of, of what he was saying. And because I did that and I was dedicating that time and space to myself, you know, and, and one thing I think you always say too, it, it doesn't matter the size of the step that you're taking every day. Like I used to think I had to create this huge leap every single day and it's not, it's just one step each day consistently you showing up for yourself every single day consistently and really tapping in, you know, over, you know, you add in a month, two months, two years, 10 years, and you look at how far you've come. So, you know, Eckhart Tolle in that book and, and writing reports on it. So I was thinking of that last night. I'm like, that was like a huge part of my self-discovery. So again, just realizing where you're being pulled towards, it's spirit giving you what you need to keep going. You, you always have everything you need. It's, you don't need to really look for it. It's always there. It's one of the things where, like they say, you know, if you're not, if you're not looking, wherever you look, you're going to find. And if you really believe like, well, the universe has my back. The universe is always going to support your spirit or so forth. Now I got a quick question for you. When you say the word spirit, when you're trusting spirit, is it really trusting spirit or is it really just trusting you, the soul essence of you, the non-duality aspect of you? It's interesting. Again, of course, I had this conversation with shaman, shaman Steve the other day. So makes sense. This is coming up. What I am now realizing is it is trusting myself because I am source. We are source. We are the same as spirit. We are unconditional love in its purest form. And throughout life, we just take on these different masks and this different energy that like we said before, I think is really redirecting us back to what we are at our core, which is the unconditional love. And the more that I'm realizing when I lean into myself and make decisions and ask myself what it is, that that is actually also trusting spirit. So instead of me, you know, leaning into my guides and saying, okay, guides, do I go right or left? Which one? Tell me which one, show me the pathway. That is giving power away to what does not need to be. It is like using energy in, in a way that doesn't need to be used. So a, a lot recently, I have been turning that big back in towards myself and trusting that whatever choices that I'm making, as long as it's coming from a loving space within myself, that that is what I will continue to bring into my life. And I, I only ask that because, I mean, there's so many times I'll hear, and like you, you just said it, right? I'm going to try, I'm going to trust uh, X, Y, Z, and I'm taking my palm or the archangel or ascendant master. I got it caught into that. I was like, okay, I got I got to work with ascendant master cards, and I started doing those all the time. Then I would have a medium work with them, and so I could figure out what I needed. And then they're just it just came to a point one day where I'm like, it's like again, they like to mess with me, so it's kind of like a slap in the face, kind of waking me up and going, dude, you're God, get over this. And I was like, God, whoa, that that's a big word. If I say that to the public, man, am I going to get ridiculed? They're like, you don't understand. I go, it's just a term. And then they gave me all the terms, like the many that are out there. And I was like, okay, okay, I can see where you're going with this, but I need to meditate on this for a little bit. And as I took bite-sized pieces, right, like little steps at a time, Mm -hmm. over time, I remember one time I was working with a medium and I was, they were channeling a spirit and we were, um, I was asking questions about some stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, what's God? Who is, you know, what is God really? And, you know, I I just wanted to know from their side, because they have a whole different perspective than us. And then all of a sudden I said, well, here's what I got. God is the bloodline for us just as much as we're the bloodline for God. And if we are not in an exist, we were created for a need, not a want. And I go, if we don't exist, then nothing exists because it's all part of the tiny little fragments that all come together 
that create the whole picture, which is just an extension of God, source, energy, non-duality, conditional love, whatever the name we want to put on. And he was just like the steer, the he, cause he was a he form in the, in the mm-hmm. time he's he in the earth form, uh, human form. But he was like, dude, he's like, that is, I never even thought of it. I'm like, get the heck out of here. Of course, my ego wants to jump in. But but I'm like, at the, after a while, I'm like, I was just tapping into my higher. But I don't even like saying higher higher power because there is no higher part. It's just my true self. But I, I just want I want to bring that up too because I think sometimes like with religions and 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 so forth, when people like are saying Jesus, I need you, Jesus, I need you. I think Jesus for me was because uh, I grew up Roman Catholic was is that it was a reflection of showing you who you really are. Just like Buddha was a reflection of showing who you really are. Just like Krishna was a reflection of showing who you really are. So I, I really believe that's kind of where it comes from instead of extending out. Cause we, we've been trained to do that, which then, as you know, doesn't, you know, diminishes our, our true potential or returning or understanding our power. Absolutely. I, I love that. And what's interesting too, then if you bring it into more of the human side of it is, you, if you are God, and if you are a reflection of this, and you are literally the heartbeat, you know, we all are to really keep this going and to really understand you, everything about you, including your personality, including these dark spaces, including your successes and strengths and weaknesses, everything about you is a gift. So it's like to not step into that, to not step into who you are and speak your truth and live authentically is is just such a disservice to so many people because you were created this way for a purpose. I, I always say this, but it's like putting a puzzle piece together. You know, when you are putting a puzzle together and you're missing one piece, how, you know, it, there's a space open, like you, we all fit together, like a complete snug puzzle piece. And the more that we step into who we actually are and understand that even these dark parts and even these light parts of us are needed to create who we are. When you step into that, you understand, you know, infinite source, you understand the life you can create for yourself. I just can't stress it enough to just be exactly who you are, because that is what the world needs. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So true. And and it's all about like the, you know, and, and good old Catholics, right? Free will, free will, free will, um, which it does exist. But um, it's one of the things where like you were bringing up, it's, it's, we choose those dark times. We chose everything before we came in. And so like, for me, when I really trusted that and was like, okay, I chose this, I'd be like, why is the reason? What's yeah. the reason behind it? I wanted to know. But then I was like, I'm not supposed to know. That's the whole journey. You separate from all knowing. Well, I would say all knowing, but you have access to get information. <laughs> you know, you, you do have a very wealth of knowledge, but, uh, but it's one of the things where, again, like you said, pieces of the puzzle, right? Like my soul is just one piece. Your soul is just one piece. Right. They don't look the same, mm-hmm. right? There's a slight difference and variation to them. Um, and that's what makes us unique. Uh, but then you add everyone else in, and that's what puts the whole totality of what we we're talking about. Yes. Love that. Awesome. I love it. And so how, uh, this was a wonderful conversation, by the way, how can people connect? How can people reach out, follow you, see what you're up to? You got your amazing book out there. How can they get all that? Yes. So if you go to Instagram at Angelica Grace with the letter C at the end, so Angelica Grace C, you can click on my bio, the link in my bio. And within that, you can find how to purchase my book, how to book readings with me, um, how to kind of catch up on the tarot. I do tarot card reads, you know, weekly, monthly that kind of help guide people, uh, Reiki sessions, just everything that I'm sort of 
you know, creating <laughs> my life's purpose is all on there. So check me out on Instagram. You can find everything you need. And then for your book, can, is it on Amazon? How can people get a hold of it or website? Where, where's that at? Yes. So you can search it on Amazon. It's called Graceful, A Soul's Journey. But also there is a link on Instagram in my bio that will direct you right to that as well. So both spaces are great. Angelica, this was fun. I appreciate having you on, sharing, taking some time, sharing some space with us and sharing it with all the listeners. Um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of wealth and knowledge, and I appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you. Right back at you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And I can't see, so just bear with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to edit this out, obviously. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.